What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. My name is Blake Wright, and I'm so excited. Today is a very, very special day. And it is a special day because not only is it Thursday, which is my Friday, but also the return of Steven Wagner, everybody. Steven! Yo, what's good, everyone? Hey, good to be back on the podcast it was a little bit of a hiatus there, a two-month hiatus, but hey, we're back in action. That's I'm okay. still alive. In the in the two months, we only dropped one episode, so. So it's not like I missed a whole lot. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good episode, though. You and Emily talking about the, the Guat, the Guatemala. Thanks, dude. That was we, pretty hey, solid. We were, we were trying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, listeners, something that's really cool is Stephen is actually here in the flesh in Florida. So it's not... Something where we're recording from different states anymore. He is actually here. He is on a wild trip slash journey. And uh, he's going to tell you about that right now. Well, I was going to say, here's a high five so you can you can hear us across. Boom. <laughs> Hopefully that picked up. But Blake and I just touched it hands. Got, it. got, got it. it. Sweet. There you go. Proof that we are indeed in the flesh. Um, but yeah, I uh, just finished my job up at the Legal Aid Society of Cleveland as a legal assistant uh, this past Friday, and I had a little bit of time in between uh, this past job and my summer internship at Mount Carmel Ministries, and I was like, hey, Blake, I got a week free. I'm going to come down and see you, and Blake's like, boom, boom, come down. So here I am. Yes, that's what's up. And then what uh, What else is going on, Steven? I mean, I think that you got Mount Carmel going, and then what's after that? Dude, yeah. So after Mount Carmel, I will be heading off to the great country of Spain, España. For all nice. of you Spanish speakers, I will be attending graduate school there, getting a degree in international education. Um, I will be a part of a program uh, called the Teach and Learn program. Literally, that's what it's called, Teach and Learn. And the premise is you are teaching part-time as a language auxiliary in a Madrid public school classroom. And mm. then you are also learning how to teach uh, in graduate classes throughout the week as well. So a very good mixture of practical experience, but also uh, legitimate hands-on knowledge on how to be a better educator. And I'm really excited to go back to Spain. I was there for four months, fall of 2017. Really excited to renew some connections over there and hopefully finally become fluent in spanish it's only taken me 23 years come on you're kind of fluent though right i could if somebody dropped me off this is what i tell people if somebody dropped me off yeah. in the middle of any spanish-speaking country i could probably get myself home in like a week and a half so like i literally have no idea where i am when i start walking and i talk to people and they tell me oh you should go this way for the bus station and then i go find some cash and then I get on a bus what, and just kind of... What do they have? Do they have euros? Depends on where you go. In Spain, they have euros, yes. Spain is euros? Yes. Okay. What uh, what does what what do they look like? I mean, are they the same as regular euros, or is it their own So, euro? Blake, here's a cultural <laughs> lesson for you. So, the euro is actually a currency that spans across the entire continent of Europe. Of Europe, right. So, is it the same thing in Spain as it would be if you went to Germany? Uh, so the euro dollar or the the euro in terms of the bill is uh, the same, but euro in terms of the coin, if you look on the back of a two euro, one euro, or any cent coin in Europe that or any country that uses the euro, you will see the country of origin printed on the back of the coin. Oh, so you couldn't use a Spain euro? Oh no, I can still use a Spain euro in Germany. Okay. You know how we here have the uh, Denver mint and the Philadelphia mint? Yeah. Same concept. 
Okay. So that's what's going on with me, Blake. Anything new with you? We haven't heard from you in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. So nothing really too new with me. Just enjoying the Florida weather. It's the start of hurricane season, so uh, the weather is starting to kind of pick up a little bit, and it's getting really, really hot down here, like uncomfortably hot. Steven actually... When he was driving down, he didn't have air conditioning, so he was sweating. Yeah, my air conditioning was uh, pretty spotty, and so I had my left window down all the way, and the right one cracked about a quarter of the way. That got a pretty good breeze blowing, <laughs> but uh, as I was driving, I was about halfway through Tennessee, and I just I do this naturally, but I put my left arm out the window. Oh my goodness! Right, because you know I'm I'm trying to be cool. I got my sunglasses on. I got my jams. Right. My T Swift going. You know what I'm saying? He's fly. And then I look over, and my left arm, from about midway down my upper arm to my forearm, is just red. And I'm like, oh no! <laughs> so, I wish that you could all see it right now. It's it's uh it's a pretty it's something. It's it's not too red right now, but when it's I first tan. when I first got here. There was a solid, There was lobster on the left and uh, not so much on the right. There is a tanning so difference, though. Definitely. Like, legit. So now I legitimately have a better half. It is my left side. It's got my hard part, my tanner arm. <laughs> Hopefully better yeah. side of the beard. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, it's getting really hot down here in Florida. Just wrapped up my uh, school year of youth ministry, so we're looking towards the summer. Going to have some summer programming going on. Uh, shout out to my students and all the volunteers that we had over this past year. It's been a great year. We've seen um, just a lot of growth and then also just a lot of lives being changed. Um, Jesus is doing some awesome stuff in that youth ministry. And Heck yeah. I'm just I'm blessed to be a part of it. So uh, next week, going on vacation, going to St. Pete Beach. Woo-hoo. So if you're there, hit me up. We'll go hang out. Emily and I are getting a condo and. It's beachside, too. We've never mm. seen a beachside condo. Oh, so snap. All right. We'll see. Airbnb does wonders. Uh, unpaid plug for them. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. But, Airbnb, Airbnb might be a sponsor in the Awake Project podcast. Ooh, you point. never know. Maybe. Probably not ever. But Maybe. it's fun to dream, right? Fun to dream. Absolutely. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's about all that's going on. I'm working on another side project so we'll see where that goes and maybe you'll hear about it in the future i don't know um blake is dangling (laughs) the worm in front of us he's just waiting for us to bite it that's exactly it i want i want that i want all of you to be intrigued so that's the hope you got me intrigued so there's one there's one victory for you boom there you go so what we want to talk about today is simply put the power of discipleship power of discipleship. And so what we mean by that is quite simply understanding uh, the power that comes from being a discipler, from being a disciple, because discipleship is definitely a two-way street in terms of relationships we have with one another, um, and also understanding the truth, the identity, the responsibility, the accountability that's necessary for a true culture of discipleship to come forth. We're looking at uh, discipleship not necessarily as a program right now or a brand or something that you can advertise per se, but something that is a way of life. I think that's ultimately what we're looking for here with discipleship. And so something that the last two months has been able to afford me at least working full time and trying to figure out a very lengthy visa process uh, when it comes to leaving the country. If you ever have to get a visa for over 180 days, make sure you're proactive with that process because there's a lot of stuff that you have to do. I'm learning that firsthand, and it's taken up a lot more of my time than I thought it would. But something that I've been doing a lot recently is consuming new material in terms of 
sermons, in terms of books, in terms of podcasts, things that I'm able to listen to on a consistent basis that brings me into the Word, that brings me into other people's perspectives, being able to hear some really, really incredible human beings give their uh, their messages from God. And at first you might hear that and you think, Stephen, what, what do you mean message from God? Like, what's wrong with these people? And then you listen to them speak and you're like, oh, oh, Lordy. Like, <laughs> he's spitting some straight fire over here. You know what I'm saying? No, Stephen's face right now Yo, is priceless. It is, yeah, I got some bug eyes. eyes. I am. Bug <laughs> eyes. eyes. Wide open. Oh, yeah. Well, you sit here. I mean, we were just listening to a sermon, actually, right before we started this. The sermon title was called In Search of a Soulmate. And you might be hearing a relationships episode from us in another couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. But um, this dude, his name's Darius Daniels. He's out in New Jersey. And this dude spits straight fire. Like, good. oh my goodness. So I've been able to listen to a lot of that. And something that I have learned from all of the preachers and teachers and pastors, everyone that I have listened to, they always, always, always come back to the authenticity of your relationship with Jesus. Mm. And we think about that for a second and realize that discipleship is always going to come back to your ability to draw from the source that is Jesus, that is God, that is the Spirit, that is the Trinity, Hmm. right? Because if we are going to be a resource for somebody else, and this is coming from the eyes of being a discipler, you're going to need a consistent source to pour into others. And the only source that can satisfy that need is God, is Jesus, is the Spirit, right? And so making sure that we are steadfast, making sure that we are consistent in our study of the word, of being in prayer. And these are things that you might be sitting here thinking, Stephen, I know, I get this. I've heard this all my life. And for some of you that may not be a part of the church thinking like, Stephen, that sounds so absolutely 100% cliche. Well, here's the thing, folks. It's cliche, but when it finally takes on a life of its own in your own life, within your soul, that's when you start to see discipleship really take root to establish itself and then become a lifestyle and not necessarily something you're trying to accomplish to get likes on Instagram or to further your brand or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Just real quick. I think that it's so important um, to remember that, you know, you, you have to be right with Jesus. You have to make things right with Jesus and you have Absolutely. to make sure that your heart is solid. And I think that accountability is a, is a huge piece of that. So, you know, who do you have set up around you to hold you accountable to that? And uh, I think, especially being as young as we are and our age, it's, it's super tough because I mean, we're two, we're two guys that, you know, want to do it all. And we think we're big and bad, but in reality, we're not, you know, we, we want to be the best followers of Jesus that we can possibly be. And so it's really important to build yourself within uh, just great community and around a brotherhood or a sisterhood, whatever that looks like, and just make sure that you're in tune with each other and that you're holding each other accountable um, for your faith. Um, and I think that there's blurred lines between accountability and judgment and Ooh. we can get into that, but there, cause there is, Ooh. I mean, some people say, you know, judgment, judgment becomes a part of, um, it gets blurred into accountability and there is a difference. And maybe we'll talk about that on a, on a future episode. Um, I think really quickly you could say that accountability much more often, at least when it comes to discipleship comes out of love and judgment more often comes out of either fear or hate. True. So, 
True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in short, that's great, Stephen. Maybe we won't have an episode. I still think we should do we an should. episode. We should. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just I think about, you know, the guys that I have around me, Stephen being one of them. Um, I got a couple of buddies here in Orlando and just at my church and my wife, I mean, she's she's there and every single day, every morning when I wake up and every night I go to sleep. Um, but it's just so important to have those things set up and put into place to make sure that your relationship with Jesus is solid and that you're making things right with him um, so that you can be the best discipler slash disciple that you can possibly be. Yeah. And I think something, too, that I have learned personally in the last couple of months that I was lacking um, was having some type of mentor, having somebody that you can have direct accountability with in order to experience discipleship. Mm-hmm. I think something that a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen Zers struggle with is being able to submit themselves to someone that's yeah, been there. Totally. Right? Someone that may not see eye to eye with you in terms of your political views or your social views, but they've been there. And something that you cannot fake at all is experience, mm. right? And being able to accept that somebody has wisdom that you simply need imparted on you for whatever that may be, right? Yeah. Someone that is able to call you out on whatever it is that you got going on in your life. Because folks, as much as we want to think we can see everything that we have going on with us, we are blind to our own sin Yeah. in a lot of ways. And being able to have someone that can see that and you're willing to give them your heart, be willing to give them your life and you can... Uh, experience a, a special kind of intimacy, if mm-hmm. I may use that word. Um, you're able to see so much more growth. And uh, again, the, the word accountability, um, ex- uh, grow in that relationship that you have. Yeah. Um, so It's got to be somebody that you trust and love, otherwise you're never going to hear it. Indeed. Indeed. And somebody, too, that's r- relatively close to you in age. You don't want somebody that's, you know, two generations past that simply can't relate to what's going on in your life. Yeah. Right. Uh, but also not somebody so close that I I love Blake. I absolutely love and adore Blake, but I don't know if he'd be the best He adores me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm breaking um breaking it. But I don't know if I would want Blake to be my mentor just because he's a little too close to me in age. I think Blake's got three great years of wisdom on me. And I think there are three years that I would love that I hear consistently. We have great conversation that I'm able to, to garner that from him. You know, in a lot of ways, he's like an older brother to me. But at the same time, I don't know if he's so far enough ahead of me that he's able to call me out on a lot of things that he may still be struggling with. And that's not to say that Blake's a bad dude. Blake's awesome. You ever met Blake, right? You're in for a treat. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Steven. But at the end of the day, someone that is able to see you a little bit more objectively than subjectively. Someone Ooh, that's it's great. Someone that's able to see you as their mentee first before they see you as a friend in some mm-hmm. situations. In other situations, if you're just hanging out, absolutely be friends. But at the end of the day, if you're focused on furthering the kingdom as a Christian or not just being able to be a better human being if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I, I encourage you to change that. But hey, <laughs> that's just me. But if you are truly trying to pursue kingdom intentions, being able to further that assignment yeah. is a necessity, not just kind of a happenstance Gosh, occasion. Gosh, so good, yeah. So the next part of the podcast we want to get to is discipleship as one, a calling, but two, as also an assignment. So I'm going to use those words in conjunction with one another to illustrate the power and the depth that comes with discipleship. 
So calling first means that we are called by God. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out to disciple others and to be discipled ourselves. But then also I'm going to use the word assignment to illustrate the divine urgency that comes with discipleship. Meaning that this isn't something, again, that we should do when we have free time, when we feel like it. But this is something that should be constantly ongoing and something that we are seeking out as the church, as the body of Christ. right? Mm-hmm. And this doesn't need to be us taking on you know, 60, 70, 80 people trying to disciple. Remember, Jesus only had 12. And that was Jesus, the most perfect human ever, only had 12. And within that 12, he had three that were his favorites, right? And so, he had one that betrayed him. And he had one that betrayed him. I mean, come on now, right? <laughs> so realizing that we are called, but also that we are assigned, not necessarily as getting a grade, you know, this isn't school, but this is something that if it, if we are not going out and discipling, then there are other people that aren't able to experience the power of Jesus. And mm. that should be alarming to us. I think to support Stephen in this, you see in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, which is the Great Commission that Jesus says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He doesn't make it an option. He says, Go and do, not if you feel like it, if you want to, if, if the time is right. He says, No, go and make disciples. So I think for us, when we think about the word assignment and when we think about the word calling, and just all the things that Stephen said, it is so critical for us to make disciples by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has equipped each of us to go out and make disciples. So if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, hold true to that. That is special. It is a great, great, great responsibility that we are supposed to take seriously. And uh, it's also a refreshing and fun thing. Like what what, what better than to disciple somebody else and just see Christ break through in somebody's life. I think in a lot of ways too, uh, discipleship is a wonderful way to experience life with one of your brothers or sisters, right? Being able to experience a brotherhood or a sisterhood in a very intimate manner, being able to share your highs and your lows, but ultimately not in a form of gossip, not in a form of constant complaining, but in realizing that you're creating something that's better than anything you yourselves could do on your own. And that's to eventually create through the guiding aid and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be all that God has created you to be. And that is something that discipleship can get to that really nothing else can. And that's something that we lose sight of every single day. And folks, let me remind you, the last point that we want to get to in this podcast, last point here, um, Jesus, the man himself, was discipled. Well, Jesus was discipled by God himself. We look and see in Scripture that many times he went off to go and pray all by himself to achieve and to renew and to refresh a level of spiritual empowerment that he could then take and use in his ministry. Being able to find those times of quiet, being able to find those times of one-on-one conversation, We are told every single day that we need to be spending more time with God, more time in the Word, more time in prayer, more time just letting God speak to us however He needs to, right? And Jesus did the same thing. That's something, a part of His life that we always forget about. We are told, be like Jesus, be like Jesus. Look for opportunities to love one another 
right? To serve, to walk amongst the broken, the fallen. Those are all good things. But something that Jesus did too was take time to become filled. Jesus was filled and we need to make sure we are doing that too, right? And a little bit of scripture that I'd like to offer as well. This is Matthew chapter 3 and this is Jesus being baptized from uh, John the Baptist. And so Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Right? Jesus knew that he needed to be baptized like anybody else. Right? And being able to consent to the will of God that was put upon him from his Father. And then the heavens open. The Spirit of God descends down and says, Jesus, I love you. You are mine. I own you every day. I'm going to walk with you to the ends of your time on earth to make sure that my people know that they are loved beyond all measure and they have a Savior that can defeat anything this world can throw at them. And once we start looking at discipleship with that kind of lens, with a lens that doesn't look at it as just another function that we need to complete, but rather that is truly the epitome of what Jesus did during his time on earth in both directions as well, it wasn't just him discipling the disciples. It was him also receiving from God himself. And that's a two-way street, again, that we forget about a lot of times because so often we want to be the person that's pouring in others. We want to have that wisdom. We want to have all our stuff together in order to impart onto somebody else. But if you are constantly wallowing in your brokenness and you're sitting there and you can't seem to get yourself together or you're trying to give broken advice, well, what good is that going to do anybody else, right? Again, going back to what we talked about with having a mentor, having somebody that can call you out on that kind of stuff. So then instead of you pouring into other people and potentially giving shoddy advice, leading people astray, maybe allowing little bits of sin to manifest because they're manifesting in your own life, right? Making sure that all that stuff is cut out, right? We're trimming the vine. We are trimming our bodies. We're making sure that we are aligning ourselves as much as we can to the man that Jesus was because it was both discipling and being discipled, right? And that's something that hopefully at this point you're beginning to see um, as we start to wrap up our conversation here that discipleship, there's so much to it in terms of its weight, in terms of the power we give it, uh, but at the end of the day, if we're willing to be honest with ourselves and the people around us, it's something that we can achieve through consistency in the things that Scripture has already laid out for us. And then we can see God work in ways that we didn't even know possible. So something that um, we just want to leave you with before we close up this episode is just a couple of resources that we have found helpful over the last couple of weeks. Um, these are resources, specifically sermons, podcasts, some websites, anything like that, that we have found powerful messages of discipleship, of hope, of people that are truly in the Word and are able to see things that others cannot to be able to see the Word in a way that truly brings life and breathes life 
into the rest of us. A um, couple neat people, per se. Um, I already mentioned Darius Daniels. Um, he is a pastor out in New Jersey. He's got some incredible stuff. Go check him out. Um, if you haven't already heard, Mike Todd of Transformation Church. That dude spits some fire. Go check out his Easter sermon from this past year. It's called Search for a Feeling. That that particular sermon covers all walks of life. The ultimate resurrection message. Go check that one out for sure. Um, another good podcast that I've been listening to is called The Pass Down, hosted by Camilo Buchanan. I'm actually hoping to record Camilo on my way back up from Florida to Chicago. He's in Atlanta. Reached out to him and met with him uh, on my way down here. Super cool dude. And he agreed to be on the Awaken Project podcast. So hoping to have him on here a little bit. He's got some great wisdom to share at only 25 years old as well. Um, And some others too. Um, Chris Hodges, pastor of Church at the Highlands. He's got some great stuff. Louis Giglio, uh, senior pastor at Passion Church and my boy Stephen Furtick over at Elevation, all some great, great leaders with some great preaching and hearts for the Lord more than anything, guys that truly know how to pursue Jesus violently, right? And you're like, Stephen, violent? you sure about that? I mean, yes, like it is reckless, right? If you ever sung the song Reckless Love and the love that God has for us being reckless, their pursuit for the word and for a relationship with Jesus is reckless. It's violent, right? They are relentless. And that's something that I have really admired watching them and getting to meet with some of them too. So as always, um, make sure you check us out on the Facebook. We are The Awakened Project. Look for the green and black logo. Go give us a like. Go check out the page. Hoping to have some new content up here in the near future. Keep that going a little bit. We have an email address, theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. Again, that's theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. We are on Instagram as The Awaken Project as well. So go give us a follow there, and we'll have that one going up here in a little bit. Put some new content out there. And as always, if you got any personal information for myself or Blake, feel free to reach out to us as well. If you'd like to be on the podcast, you have any suggestions for content, something that you'd want to hear on here, something talked about, we'd love to hear that. We would love to be praying for you because we are a community of believers and we always, always love throwing up some prayers for our brothers and sisters. So anything that you would like us to toss up for you, let us know and we will definitely do that for you. And other than that, any other suggestions for the podcast, feel free to get a hold of us any way that you know how. So, Blake, on behalf of the Awakened Project Podcast, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.